Hello, this is Peter Jonathan Robertson with the 26th episode from the PJ Archive. It's a phone interview I had the great pleasure of doing with the trailblazing American pop and country singer Brenda Lee. At just 4 feet 9 inches tall, she was nicknamed Little Miss Dynamite in 1957 after recording the song Dynamite when she was only 12. This interview took place in 2017 when Brenda was 72 and, as you'll hear, still quite a character. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Fine, thank you very much for agreeing to do this interview. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for wanting it. Um, Firstly, please may we know how often you record and perform these days. Well, I'm not in the studio um, hardly at all. I'm uh, trying to make a decision now as to whether to go back in or not. As far as working on the road, I, I'm blessed to be able to pick and choose, and I probably do oh, 15 shows a year maybe, and that would be it. And when you do shows nowadays, which of your hits will you always sing? I try to do as many as possible because uh, the audience, you know, if I don't do them, they, they yell them out. So <laughs> I take requests, and every show is different. But I always do I'm Sorry and Rocking Around the Christmas Tree and I um, Break It to Me Gently and Jambalaya and Sweet Nothings uh, and stuff like that. But I do take requests and um, I have a lot of fun doing it. How have you managed to preserve your extraordinary singing voice over these years? Well, I knew at a very early age that I had roads uh, to take and um, I chose the right road. I protect my gift very carefully, and um, I, you know, I don't smoke, I don't drink, uh, not that I care that anybody else does, Mm -hmm. I just don't do it because I know it's not good for my vocal cords, but yeah, I just, I I protect them as much as I can. Were your singing voice a natural ability to entertain inherited, or do you consider these like gifts from God, for instance? Uh, the second gifts from God right had you not become a singer what other career might you have gone into do you think um I would have gone into medicine I would have tried to be a doctor right what makes you say that was that in the family history or no I just I love to help people right and I would have worked uh, with indigent um uh, people uh, maybe ones that couldn't afford um doctors and all, Um, and I would have um, worked with children, I think. I imagine your music will have helped a lot of people over the years who haven't been very well. Um, Have you had many people tell you that? I have, and you know what? Music is a healer in many, many ways, and I know sometimes when I get sad or when I get elated or it doesn't matter the mood, I, I love to listen to music. Did the fact that you came from a very poor background make you ambitious to succeed? Uh, I think when I got old enough to know that I was from a poor background, it probably did. But I had such a great mother. Uh, My dad died when I was seven. But I had such a great, great mother. I never knew I was poor. Did you feel that your dad... Uh, you know, after he passed, did you feel he helped you in some way spiritually? More than likely. My dad would always say 
I, um, uh, with his nickname for me, which was Booty, he would always say, I know my booty's going to be a star one day, but I won't live to see it. I don't know if he had some intuition about that or or if that was just a statement he made. You achieved... But I feel like he looks down on me and takes care of me. Well, that's nice. You achieved amazing things from a very young age, but did you ever wish you had a normal childhood? Well, I did. I went to regular school. I was a cheerleader. I was on the debating squad. Um, I mean, it was just as normal as it possibly could be. Um, The only difference between me and my friends in school was that I sang, and sometimes I was excused from school to go to work. Did the other kids like that, or were they a bit jealous? No, they were great. They were always supporters of mine. And also, one of my best friends was Rita Coolidge. Right. And, of course, Rita was a singer as well. So there were other people in school that had marvelous talent. How crazy was the period in which you had most of your hits, like the late 50s and till the mid-60s? Well, I wouldn't call it crazy, but I would call it exciting because we were, uh, those of us that were there uh, were inventing a a music that had never been heard before. Um, You know, Elvis pretty much started it, uh, not really, but he did because he was the one that was recognized and known. Um, And it was called rock and roll. And we were a part of that, and it was an exciting, exhilarating, wonderful time. A bit scary as well, because you were a pioneer? A bit scary when you pioneer anything, especially when you're a woman in this industry. What was the most memorable conversation or moment you had with Elvis Presley? Oh, gosh. Elvis and I had so many. I think the most memorable moment is when we both worked the Grand Ole Opry the first time and we worked it together. Were the hit songs you had the kind of songs you liked listening to anyway? Yes. I was lucky to have had great songwriters share their creativity with me. I had a great producer in Owen Bradley. I had great musicians like Boots Randolph and Grady Martin and Floyd Kramer and I had Anita Kersingers and Owen Bradley Uh, and just great, great people around me. How much songwriting did you yourself do? I I didn't get into that. I put all of my energies um, into my singing. Although I have written some songs and um, had some success, but I'm just, I'm not a writer. (laughs) Did you ever turn down any songs that became hits for other people? Oh, I think we all do. Uh, You know, I think we all turn down songs. Uh, We're all um, guilty of that. And then we turn around once they're hits and say, why didn't I hear that? (laughs) You know, uh, and you kick yourself. But I've been so blessed to have had um, the career that I've had. I cannot complain. It would be a sin. Can you tell us a few, though, that you did turn down? Uh, Bye Bye Love. Wow. Um, Rose Garden. Um, Who's Sorry Now. Oh, yes. Um, I could go on and on. We all do it. How did you feel about being nicknamed Little Miss Dynamite? I loved it. I was given that name in, in, in England. I love that name. Who gave you the name then in England? 
You know, I, I'm sure, I'm sure uh, the papers did, or, right. or or someone like you on the radio, uh, because I think after they saw me work and I just wasn't standing up there in a beautiful gown and singing and not moving, I was jumping all over the stage and growling and singing and everything, and I they named and I had a record out called Dynamite, and yep. that's just what they called me. How important was the UK to your career? I got my start in the UK. It's uh, I thank them every night. I thank the fans over there. Um, I thank the, the the disc jockeys. I thank the BBC. I th- I thank everybody because that is where I got my start. Do you think and, perhaps you wouldn't uh, have made it elsewhere without the UK then? Well, I had tried in America, and I had not. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yes. Thank you, UK. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What are your fondest memories of being with the Beatles? Just being with the Beatles. I mean, what an experience that was. Uh, To watch them on stage at night and to see those glorious songs they were singing and then to learn that they wrote them uh, before they ever were having success. Uh, uh, It's a memory I'll never forget. Could you tell that they were going to be as big as they became? Oh, absolutely. I took um, a little uh, demo record of them back. I asked them if I could do it. I took their picture. I took it to my recording company. Um, they looked at the picture. They, uh, they listened to the record, and they said, this look and this sound will never happen in America. And guess what? <laughs> a year later, I Want to Hold Your Hand came out, and the rest is history. I bet. My goodness. I've heard you tell a lovely story about borrowing a pair of gloves to meet the Queen. Do you have any other <laughs> memories of meeting our royal family? Well, it was just um, an experience that was so precious and so surreal. I... You know, I still get kind of chills when I realize that I did that. Hmm. Um, and we had to go to Marks and Spencer's to get me some gloves because I didn't bring any. <laughs> and I didn't know you were supposed to wear gloves for the queen. <laughs> I knew you had to learn to curtsy, but I didn't know about the gloves. So my manager rushed out, and all he could find were a pair of opera gloves. Well, of course, I'm so little, the gloves went way up almost to my neck but I hid them with the coat that I was wearing and met the queen and it was like I said it was surreal it was wonderful oh, which which of the British female singers impressed you most and which did you become friends with Scylla really yes wow. I loved Scylla Black absolutely and we were friends and when I would come over and she had her TV show I would be on it And I I loved her. She was just magical to me. Do you remember Alma Cogan? Oh, yeah, I loved her, absolutely. And Uh, you know my favorite comedian? Tommy Cooper. Oh, really? Wow. Yes, I loved him. (laughs) Over the decades, many female singers have been compared to you. But which do you think has most deserved that comparison? Oh, gosh. Um, and I don't I wouldn't even say I just think it's because she's little and she's dynamic and she's you know she does what she does great and 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 that's Lulu really 
And have you spent much time with her? Do you know her? I, I, yeah, I know Lulu. I wish I could spend more time with her. I love her. Did you ever hear the British comedy version of Rocking Around the Christmas Tree? And if so, what did you think of it? I've never heard it. Okay. I would love to. You'll have to send that to me. Please do. That sounds great. Brenda, what have, for you, been the greatest moments of your career? Was it like performing at the Royal Albert Hall or the White House or meeting a president? Uh, all of that uh, is, is exciting. But I never cease to get excited when I'm doing a show. And I know the people are out there because they know my songs. And they know I love them. And when they introduce me and I walk out on that stage, it's magic mm -hmm. every time for me. How much acting work were you offered? And how did you feel about doing acting? That just wasn't my forte. I tried it once. I didn't like it. It's very hard for me to perform for a little red light. And I respect actors and actresses because that is a hard job. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just was not for me. Has there ever been a movie of your life? Not yet. There's talks in the works, though. If there was to be one, what would you like it to be called? And who would you like to play the young you? You know, I don't, I don't know an answer to either one of those questions. Uh, in fact, that may be the first time I've ever been asked it. Um, golly, I don't know. I would just be so honored that, that it would happen. And like I said, there's been a lot of talk about it, but so far, uh, nothing yet. To what extent have your happy marriage and family life helped you enjoy such a long and successful career? I think because they allow me to do it. They don't make me feel guilty about doing it and when my girls were little um i was home um and i i'm you know i anytime they had something important at school i was there and same with my husband and it's just been a family participation and if they would have ever said mom or my husband would have asked i would have hung it up really? i might not have wanted to but they are the most important things in my life. My children, my grandchildren, and my husband. How much have you wanted your children or grandchildren to follow in your footsteps? I never wanted them to. I thought you had a grandson who's been on stage with you recently. Oh, I introduce him. He goes on the road with me sometimes, and he loves it. But he's not, And he can sing, and he can play the piano, but he is definitely not interested. Maybe. Some of them have been. Yeah. May we know what your home is like, Brenda? Uh, it's a very homey home. You know, it's not a mansion. It's not a castle. Um, it's just my home, and it's filled with things that I've collected all of the 80-something countries that I've been in. Um, and it's filled with things that uh, my fans, have, my friends, not my fans, my friends have given me. And um, it's just a very livable uh, home. You've been given lots of awards. Where do you put them all? A lot of them are at my office, but special things like the New Musical Express Award from your country that I won many times. 
I have that, the Edison Award, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Award, the Country Music Hall of Fame, the Rockabilly Hall of Fame, the Pop Music Hall of Fame, the gold records and all I have in my music room at home. Everything else is at my office or at the, at, at the Halls of Fame, the Rock Hall of Fame, the Country Hall of Fame, the Georgia Music Hall of Fame and things like that. How much fan mail do you receive these days? A lot. Still receive a lot. And I get a lot of foreign mail. A lot from the UK? A lot from the UK, absolutely. Who have been your closest friends from show business? Oh, that's so hard because I have so many. Elton John, um, Patsy Cline, um, uh, Rita Coolidge. Oh, gosh, I have so many. It takes me all day long and into the next day to tell you. But I've known Elton since 72, and I, I just adore him. Have you met his children yet? Not yet, but he sends me a picture every year of how they're growing, and they're getting so big. <laughs> yes, he's a good dad, and I'm so happy for him because he's, he, he loves those boys. Are there any of today's young singing stars you'd like to duet with? Hmm. Elton. He's, he's not young, but I'd love to sing with him. Have you asked him? Yes, we've talked about it. We, we, we have, and I would love to do it. How do you feel about singing careers being launched through TV talent shows? Oh, I think it's great. I mean, mine pretty much uh, in England was launched that way with Ready, Steady, Go. I don't disapprove of anything that gives someone a platform Good. Yeah. To, to show what they can do. How much do you listen to and like current pop and rock music? You know what? I'm still lost in the 50s and the 60s. So am I. I love music all the time. (laughs) I loved, you know, all the Motown stuff. I loved, I just loved the music then. Um, The the words were great. Uh, The tunes were great. Memorable. Uh, The artists were uh, unique and different. Uh, Not one in the same. I, I adored it. When did you last perform in the UK, and do you have any plans to return here? I think it was 1993, and I would love to come back. To perform or just to visit? No, I'd love to work and visit, too. I mean, I've seen everything many, many times over, because I used to come uh, at least once a year and sometimes twice. What ambitions or plans do you have at this stage in your career? Um, to be the best person I can be, to be good to people, um, and to just live the best life I can live. Have you got any projects in particular lined up? Uh, not in the recording studio, but I'm working on it. Presumably, you must be very satisfied with your career, but if you could return to the start, knowing what you do now, would you do anything differently? Wouldn't change a thing. Would not change a thing. Do you plan to retire? Do you think you might retire at any point, or are you going to bop to the drop, as they say? Well, you know what? We all say we're going to retire, and we all mean it, Mm -hmm. but somehow we never do. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever actually apologized to anyone by singing, I'm sorry? 
No. I can actually say that. No, I have not. But that's a good apology song, isn't it? It's a very good apology song. <laughs> and apart from... I never thought of it quite that way, like singing it to someone because you've done something wrong, but heck, that's what the song's all about. <laughs> apart from singing and your family, what other passions do you have? Uh, I'm an avid collector, uh, especially uh, miniature furniture. Oh, right. And dollhouses. Uh-huh. Do you have a huge collection? I have a huge collection, and also I collect miniature boxes. Okay. So, yeah, I have a huge collection of both. And which American presidents have you sung for down the years? Reagan, Ford, Clinton, Carter, Johnson. Uh, Did you meet JFK? I wish. Right. That was one of my dreams. Um, I campaigned for him the first time I ever really got into politics. That was the first time I voted. May we know what you think of the current president? I think he's very, very smart. And by the way, I love your prime minister. Teresa. I hope that's a good thing, because I love her. I love her. Did you ever regard other singers as rivals? No. None of us are in competition with anyone. We are our own selves, and the only person we need to be competing with is ourselves to make sure we're the best that we can be. What's kept your feet on the ground all these years? Uh, The teachings of my mother and of my Savior. Right, so you're quite a religious person, is it fair to say? Yes. And what advice do you give to young children wanting to become singing stars like you did? Make sure that this is what you want to do and not what someone else wants for you. Uh, Remember that you are only a child once. And get everything out of childhood that you can, especially public school. There's nothing like it. If you're going to be a singer, sing as many places as you can. Get as much experience as you can get. And presumably you weren't pushed. It was something you wanted to do as well when you were young. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I was never pushed. It was my choice. Um, can I just ask you quickly about some of the superstars that you've met um, over the decades? Uh, who were you most impressed by? Oh, goodness, that's a hard one. Because I, I've, I've been able to work in, with everyone, probably but Frank Sinatra. Um, and they all impress me in a different way, mm-hmm. uh, as they should, because they're all different. Mm-hmm. But I have just been able to work with the great Sophie Tucker, Jimmy Durante, um, you name them. I, I have pretty much worked with all of them and just have learned so much and, and feel so lucky that I got to do that. How did you miss out on Sinatra then? You know... Uh, I don't know. Sinatra never worked with a lot of people except the Rat Pack. And uh, the the only time that I had the opportunity to meet him, my daughter was in a sixth-grade science fair in the top three. Mm -hmm. And it was the same night that Mrs. Sinatra was there, and I chose to go to the science fair. (laughs) And you regretted it ever since? 
No, I've never regretted it because mm. he won. Yeah. He was good. I loved it. Am I right in thinking Perry Como was a great help to your career? Absolutely. Perry Como, Steve Allen, they were tremendous helps to my career. Can you tell us a nice Perry Como story? Because he, like you, is very popular here. Oh, the sweetest, nicest, most gentle man that you've ever met. And absolutely the relaxed nature that you see of him, that's exactly what Perry was. That was not an act. Well, he couldn't have been sweeter to me. And I was just a child. And he treated me as if I were his equal he respected my talent, and I just loved him to death. But Patsy Cline was a very good friend of yours. Um, how yeah, much of a loss was, was? How much of a loss would was she? Do you feel to show business, and uh, what do you think she'd have achieved had she survived? Well, you know, no one can say what you will achieve in this industry because you don't know. But she was certainly huge, and she was certainly great. And I can't see it going any other way but to, um, uh, you know, keep those two things. Being great, working, choosing uh, what she wanted to do, being where she wanted to be, and being the icon that she is. What did you think of the film of her life? I thought it was good. I thought it was good. Um... I thought that Jessica Lange did a wonderful job. Um, it, it's, it's hard to portray someone bigger than life, especially if they're gone. Who are your favorite male and female voices of all time, singing voices? Oh, don't put me on the spot like that. <laughs> um, uh, I love Edith Piaf, and I love Elton John. Now, there's a gap for you. Absolutely. Did you meet Edith Piaf? Never was able to, but sure did love her. And did France love you? Yes. And do you feel you've been given the credit you deserve? Oh, so much more than I ever dreamed of. What do you think is the greatest compliment you've ever been paid? That I'm a professional. But you must have had many touching stories of fans telling you how much you've meant to them and stuff. What's, what's been, can you give us one or two examples where you've been really moved by oh, them? fans tell me, oh, um, I'm sorry meant so much in our life because I married my husband when he sang I'm Sorry to me after we had a spat. And, you know, things like that just are so precious. Um, and rocking around the Christmas tree. We can't start Christmas until we play that. And, you know, just to think that songs like that have meant so much to people and that are such in the fabric of, of their life is just amazing to me. How do you keep yourself fit and healthy these days? I'm like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> I just take a licking and keep on ticking. <laughs> but what, what do you do exercise-wise? I don't exercise, never have, hate it. Good for you, I know, but I don't do it. But I don't, um, I don't overeat, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Um, not, a, not that I'm saying you can't, I just have never done it because of my vocal cords. And do you want to live to a very ripe old age, like a hundred or something? Well, you know, I want to live as long as God lets me live. Mm -hmm. And that's... That's how I live my life every day. I'm, I'm ready, but 
not willing right yet. <laughs> <laughs> How would you like to be remembered after you've left this planet? Um, let's see. She gave her best. She was loyal and loved hard. Is there any of your hit songs that you think sums up your life best? The hit song that su sums up my life best? Oh, my goodness. I, you know, all of them do, but I'd say that's all you got to do. Right. Because that's all you got to do. If you want to do something, just do it. <laughs> Brenda, thank you very much. It's been a real pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. It's been my pleasure. My love to all the people there. I love you guys. Thank you for giving me my start. <laughs>